What is up, internets? Welcome to The Devil's Advocate, episode 53, 54, something like that, in the 50s. I know I said we were done this at episode 50, but I like the show too much. And so we're just going to keep doing it, whether it's behind Patreon or whether it's free. This one will be free. And as always, we'll have final thoughts on Patreon. So this week we have on the show uh, for the first time, Mary Stevens. We will talk to Mary here in a couple of seconds, but just in case you have no idea who I am or what this show is, and maybe you're here just because you're a fan of Mary, I need to explain the rules of what this is. So the devil's advocate for self-defense is a podcast based on debating hot button topics in the self-defense and martial arts community. So how it works is we have a topic that's decided ahead of time. Myself and my guest each take a side. The guest always gets to choose which side they want to debate. And I then, due to the name of the show, take the devil's advocate side of this. Why this is important and why I have to explain this at every show is because I'm only debating my side of the topic. I'm not debating my actual thoughts or feelings or truths. I'm just trying to pick this topic apart so you can hopefully yourself use your own critical thinking skills to create your own opinion on this topic. I really want people to understand that we're allowed to have discourse and still be friends. That seems to be illegal on the internet. Like we can't do that, but I have grown so much by doing this show, by hearing other points of view. And I, I really hope that you, the listeners, are getting the same experience. So before we uh, let Mary introduce herself as she quietly sits there as I ramble, which is kind of a theme of most of my shows, I want to explain the rules. So rules are very simply, we start as friends and we leave as friends. So me and Mary, we know each other kind of adjunct through the internet, um, but we've been talking back and forth for a long time. I love everything that Mary does. So I don't want to screw this up and burn a bridge because I make an off color joke or topic or whatever in this debate. We start as friends, we leave as friends. That's the whole point of a debate, not an argument, a debate. Number two is there's 15 logical fallacies that I sent ahead of time. And I actually sent them this time that I sent ahead of time to the guest. If myself or my guest is caught in one of the logic fallacies, the person has to, and they get called out on it. If they cannot debate their way out of why it is a logic fallacy, then they have to take a deep breath say, sorry, I used X fallacy. Uh, you, we used to compliment the person across the screen. We don't really do that so much anymore. Maybe we'll bring it back. Uh, and then they secede their turn and the other person gets to continue on with the debate. The open debate is 20 minutes long. If you want our actual thoughts and feelings on this topic, you have to jump onto Patreon at the first tier uh, podcast extras, where we have uh, extra clips from every single show that I do. There's so much extra content over there, blah, 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 blah. So uh, with all of that said, oh, the other thing we want to add is after you've heard the debate in the comments, wherever you're listening to this, tell me who won. We're trying to add this to the show because a lot of people are like, oh, I think this person won. I think that person won. Tell me who won. Very often it's nobody. It's mostly just a discussion. But if you think somebody clearly won this debate, put it in the comments below. I'm done chatting. Mary, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Hello. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. I really love the show and I've been listening to it like for such a long time. I was really disappointed when you said you were going to stop. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe it's time to step up and try and help the show keep going by arguing with Randy, which is a really scary thing to do. No. <laughs> so um, I teach um, karate and self-protection in, in the UK, I'm based in Oxford, and I write and I do other stuff like I'm heavily involved in a, um, an NGO called Fair Fight which uses martial arts to teach um, disempowered young women in India and in Zimbabwe. 
so those are kind of the main things that I do. I used to be a school teacher, uh, but I'm not anymore. Awesome. So if you want to know more about Mary, she has a bunch of cool stuff, including a book. Uh, we will talk about that at the end of the show. So this week, this week, this podcast, we haven't done one in like a month. So this podcast, uh, the topic for today's podcast is going to be karate is soft skills. So as Mary said, she had her primary discipline is karate. She cross trains like every good martial artist should, but she, her primary discipline is karate. And she pitched this topic, which is the best. And if you want to be on the show, the easiest way for you to get on the show is to make me do less work and pitch the topic. Because if you pitch it, I'll definitely debate it. And I don't have to do so much work trying to figure it out. So on this topic, karate is soft skills. Mary, what side of this debate are you taking? I'm going to take karate is soft skills. Okay, so she, I feel like, so uh, Mary, we had a little pre-show. Mary has notes. I don't have notes. Uh, I thought this might have been like a knock out of the park, but I think she's coming. She's coming ready to fight here. So I'm excited to hear. I, as a devil's advocate, of course, I'm going to have to say that karate is not soft skills. Um, and I feel like, I feel like this is like an attack by draw. I think she's drawing me into a good trap here. So I'm really excited to see what happens. Not the overhyper, no pressure, Mary. Uh, so uh, how it works, we start the show 20 minutes. Like I said, we're gonna start the debate here right away. Mary gets up to the first four minutes to frame the debate in any way she sees fit. So she's allowed to decide what definitions we use, where the debate's going, et cetera. And then after that, I will counterpoint. We'll go back and forth, look for logic fallacies. After 20 minutes-ish, we'll stop promo train and then we're going to go to patreon i hope you all join us over there mary are you ready i'm always ready yeah born oh, ready. Oh, let's do it go okay so as i get to start we need to define the terms karate is much too nebulous to define so we need to go with quite a broad definition if that's okay with you uh, the wkf um, says that there are 100 million people across the world practicing karate and they're not all doing the same style they're not all doing the same type of karate they're semi-contact full contact no contact so actually defining karate can be tricky. Uh, Ian Abernethy says that it's a westernized version of a Japanese version of an Okinawan version of a Chinese art, which is quite a nice definition and shoots down a lot of traditions. Uh, but can, if we can broadly accept that it's people kicking and punching and shouting, mostly in um, belts and, and suits, um, and that it claims a heritage, which we're gonna look at in a little bit. Okay, so this is where I'm going with karate. Now, this is a self-defense pod, so people should already know what soft skills are, but it's still good to set the parameters. So in a self-protection context, this is about that 95, 98%, which is about living your life with safe habits, good awareness, de-escalation, and self-control. Uh, karate is the perfect vehicle for this, as we will discuss. Um, if we're looking at hard soft skills, we need to look at hard skills, which are the physical things that you need to do in an assault situation. Hard skills are gross, ugly, and explosive, often savage. And we're gonna come back to that as well. So I'm addressing this debate to you, but also to karate people who say they teach self-defense. And they're gonna fall into three categories. The first are the applied or practical minority. And to them, I'm gonna say, sit the fuck down. I know, okay, I know. You've read Rory Miller, you've trained with him, you listen to this podcast, you understand the gap between karate and self-defense, you cross-train with Jamie Club, you understand the historic foundations of karate under Itosu, Finokoshi, Motoba, I got you. Sit down, put down your bunkai book and let me handle this because you are a tiny, tiny minority and you know it. The second bracket of karate people are the dangerous, fraudulent predators. These are the ones who tweak their marketing every time some poor woman gets raped or murdered. They don't know the difference between a street fight and self-defense, and frankly, they don't care because it's all about the dollar and also about getting fresh, vulnerable women through the door who might date them. 
This debate is not for them because they're all dodgy bastards who need to have a serious word with themselves and then fuck off. Okay, so the third bracket of people is this confused majority. They have serious cognitive dissonance. They know that their art was originally built for self-defense, but they also know it doesn't actually work. You can teach blocking a telegraph straight punch until the cows come home, but it's not gonna help you when you get jumped in a nightclub toilet. So you practice unrealistic static attacks with complex techniques that only work on a spherical horse in a vacuum. But Sensei, that defense didn't work. Oh, that's because you attacked me wrong. Do it like this. Oh, thanks, Mr. Criminal. Let's have a rerun so I can practice my Uchi, okay, just a little bit more. So to these people, I say, take my hand, accept this reality. Karate is soft skills. Teach your hard skills separately and be clear about the purpose of everything that you're doing. You have an amazing opportunity to teach your art ethically and purposefully and sleep better at night. You can teach confidence, self-control, empowering posture, physical fitness, teamwork, leadership, courteous, empathetic de-escalation, avoidance and personal organization. This is the training of mind and body that karate was intended to be. The ferocious attack was always meant to be a last resort. So if you claim that you're teaching karate as self-defense, but you are not teaching a primal emergency, asymmetric forward explosion of force, then you need to sort your shit out and understand who you are. Teach your karate as soft skills and celebrate that. Teach your raw self-defense as a separate entity to help your students understand what is a hobby and what is a life-saving skill. Don't be a predatory asshole. Karate is soft skills. Get over it. Thank you. Randy, what you got? So, uh, I loved all of that. Uh, it was amazing. I think it was one of the best intros we've done on the show. Thanks for prepping. But, in essence, that isn't the debate I thought we were having. So, what you see, what I thought the debate was is, you are saying karate is soft skills, but in your opening statement, you were telling people to teach karate as soft skills. So, in essence, is it not soft skills? And are they just added on top? It absolutely is soft skills. Skills, but then we're talking about percentages okay right. so when you think about um karate as in so let's let's look at sorry did you want to say more because i got plenty and i don't want to kind of oh no 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 i think i think i'd like a little bit cleaner uh so i love the intro like i said but i think we need to really focus on the statement is karate is soft skills and everything you said is it karate is soft skills so how is karate soft skills okay karate is soft skills because we're teaching great um posture and we're teaching uh, fantastic uh, confidence and we're teaching physically empowering um, drills and we're teaching great leadership and we're teaching uh, discipline we're teaching fantastic like so if you think about presets of karate we start with courtesy so obviously courtesy is a really important soft skill right um, this is one so comes back to let's talk about Richard Dimitri okay so his uh, stuff on like uh, courteous de-escalation is very much about kind of coming alongside and being polite and not assuming that the other person's an asshole, right? So um, that's one way in which karate is soft skills. Humility. So I think I'm going to jump on just that first topic. Uh, no? I, so I, I can agree with you if we take a leap that it is a soft skill. It's not taught in a manner that it is a soft skill. And I think implied skill sets are not educated skill set. So just because you can convert something from karate into a soft skill does not make that a soft skill. So just because courtesy is there and courtesy in my experience, one second, is normally just to your instructor. So that's more teaching a caste system than it is teaching a soft skill. It's teaching you to listen to somebody out of courtesy. Go ahead. 
so that's again i think a, a good analogy for this is maybe like maybe the u.s constitution and the founding fathers all sure. right so if we want to understand the u.s constitution we have to look at the intentions of the founding fathers founding fathers is that's okay right that's not appeal to authority because that is relevant distant historical authorities okay just for those of you that are getting excited on your trigger finger on the logical fallacies there <laughs> so <laughs> If we track back and look at what karate was originally intended to be when it was developed, it's coming into the educational system by um, so Anko Tosu, who was like a student of Matsumura, and he's like trying to put it out there as this is a great thing to be teaching our young people to make them uh, more disciplined, more courteous, um, more physically healthy, um, and to, to turn them into good learners, basically. So although there are absolutely, and this is where I don't want to say it's not entirely that. So if I take a bite out of my cookie, it's still a cookie, right? If, so, you know, I'm going to say that karate is about training the mind and the body. Funakoshi said it's about trying to perfect your character. It's the concepts are that it's about you and your self-improvement. And these are all, I think, highly relevant soft skills. The tiny percentage of karate, which is about defending yourself, should you be attacked by a ruffian, uh, that is almost almost insignificant. But because we're having a debate, I wasn't going to go karate should be taught as soft skills because that's no fun and it doesn't leave you any window because I'm completely right on this and you basically have nowhere to go. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I think the way I'm definitely going to go with this very, very, very good point is, again, it's just because something happens accidentally in the way it's modernly taught does not mean it is that thing. And if we're going to say that all of the stuff, the courtesy, the confidence, I think Taekwondo does a 10 times better job than karate does for that. It does a way better job of the soft skills. It does hundred percent. The kids programs in Taekwondo are leadership programs. I would say they do. I would argue that Taekwondo is more soft skills than karate only because of the modern interpretation of karate. So again, that will come back to what modern interpretation of karate you're trying to go with, because it's all in there and you will find somebody that's doing it just as well, if not better than the Taekwondo people or whatever, because we all understand that the guts of martial arts here is those soft skills, right? right. That's right. one of those really, but we really think about, we have to think about teaching kids, right? So like in the UK, people doing like martial arts generally um, or karate and taekwondo etc we're talking 70 percent children 70 percent children you don't really want to bring bethany age six to me and have me teach her how to eye gouge and larynx wrench that's really not what you've brought you want her to do her homework you want her to tidy her room uh you want her to put the most that she can into her school into her or everything that she does to be the best bethany that she can be and that is built into the essence and history of karate for sure and of course taekwondo does it too uh, even tang sudo and you know um, um yeah but not everybody is honest not everybody owns up to the purpose of what they're doing and i think you make a really good point when you're saying it's about it's not about what happens obliquely it's not about what happens by osmosis you have to be specific and this is why i'm saying to those people that are teaching karate but kind of think they're teaching self-defense they really need to take a hard look and label things okay right now we're teaching courtesy right now we are teaching good teamwork now right now we're going to work on leadership skills and right now we're going to work on what happens if it all goes wrong and here is your self-defense stuff you know, so 
for me, you've got the whole world of self-protection and then self-defense is that tiny part of that, which is legally your physical skills, right? I know you, you know that, but also people generally understand self-defense to be, you know, the, the broader part of things. But so I'm, I'm very sniffy about that because I have seen so much karate being taught that makes people uh, vulnerable, you know, that is, and this is what I get really angry about. And I think this is where my crux of the debate is, is karate, the, the debate is karate is soft skills and karate is not soft skills. Can soft skills be taken from karate? Sure. But you're speaking about outliers. I'm talking about the general population. Karate is not a is not soft skills in 90% of the gyms is taught it. Yes, you can advocate for a change. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is not the common existence of it right now. I don't believe I profoundly disagree and I'm going to take you to places which show you like, so for example, what the, the project that I work with in India, I like, I have two projects in India. One is a karate project and one is a self-protection project. So they make great uh, kind of control groups. Um, before I joined the project um, with the karate girls, um, they were ju they're just learning Shotokan karate and they're learning the most traditional form of Shotokan karate that you can imagine. But then for to take the most vulnerable so these are kids whose parents can't afford to feed them who are at risk of um being trafficked who have come from the worst kind of abusive backgrounds and they're brought into a safe house and as part of the program in that house they get to do karate twice a week but these girls don't do karate twice a week they love it so much they get up at five in the morning to train on the roof they stretch they kick they and they, these girls are doing competition karate okay and i'm not really i'm I have lots of friends that do competition karate. I totally respect sport karate. It's going to be in the Olympics in a few days. And it's, you know, it's it's fantastic body awareness and posture. And it's for the kata stuff. And the, the competition is the best game of TIG that you'll ever see. But, you know, it's it's not hard skills. It's in no way hard skills. But they are learning some really empowering stuff. And we get reports from these little girls that, that in school, they, they have the confidence to speak up a little bit more that they have, um, they, they learn ownership of their bodies. And this is really important. I'm gonna say, yeah, I, will, I will pass over in just a second, but when you have not been allowed control of your own body, and I've worked with like fostered sexually abused kids here in the UK as well, who find that the act of learning karate is, has a massive payoff in the way that they present to the world. And that's soft skills. So not that you need help with your side of this because you're doing a very good job. I'm just reiterating it so I understand what you're saying better, if that makes sense. So you're saying everything you get from karate is soft skills. And in fact, it's not really hard skills unless you practice that small percentage you talked about at the beginning that applies uh, practical uh, bunkai and that kind of stuff. Is that correct? Is that kind of where you're at with this? Yeah, basically where I'm at with this. I mean, come at me, but I, that's kind of, I, I feel like I can defend that. I think you can too. It's an interesting, I'm, I'm not worried about you defending yourself. It is a very, it is a very, you threw me for a loop. This is going to be my on the ropes here because that you got me thinking and I'm no longer strategizing. I'm pondering, which is like my biggest weakness. So very good job. I'll stop stalling for time. Um, teaching both things shitty is still not good. So just because you teach, just because it's it's more soft skills because they're bad at the hard skills outside the cool, badass people, like she said, uh, that doesn't make it the thing that it is, right? We can argue that, you know, child abuse is just physical resiliency training. You can, it's it's a collateral part. I'm not, that's an extreme example, but karate is doing it. 
I think that uh, that's definitely some kind of fallacy because why? Which uh, one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, but I I will find you and I will kill you. No, um, no, no, no and so what I'm trying to say is not that it's I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shift the point to the extreme. That's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is just because you get like I said before, just because you're getting a benefit from something, it doesn't mean that was the intent of the system. And you're saying that is the intent is the soft skills. Yes. Okay, so um, kind of yes and no. I think if you are pure in what you're teaching, so it's always you know it's a gray area, isn't it? You know that you're teaching sport karate, or you know that you're teaching a particular type of karate, um, and you're not claiming to be something else, then that is all good. And then I think those people know that they are soft skills. And you can see that, you know, know, there's always a a connection between how people market and what they actually do. um, And we all kind of see that. And this is where, you know, I have big issues with people that jump on the bandwagon that, you know, they teach soft skills. Um, and they, they might teach it well, but when something happens, then they're like, oh, we teach self-defense. And I'm like, no, you absolutely fucking do not teach self-defense. And if you bring people in and teach them Taekwondo forms or karate forms or whatever, and you tell them that you have taught them self-defense, then you have not. You might have taught them some self-protection skills. Coming back to that, you might have made them more confident. You might make them a harder target. And that's great. But you need to own that. You need to be responsible about what you're teaching people, and you need to be ethical in the way that you market that. I I cannot I cannot agree with that more. Uh, that is such an excellent point. But the point of the show is not to agree with you. That's the point of final thoughts. <laughs> so that's uh, that's very good. Let's narrow down the definition of soft skills, because I think this is where the issue is. Is you can technically put anything that's not a physical skill into soft skills. So you could put like you know, networking in the soft skills. You can put Photoshop into soft skills. So let's narrow it down to soft skills for actual self-protection against real violence. I don't think karate sets you up for that. I think it sets you up to be good at school. I think it sets you up to be good for homework, but go, yeah, bring out them notes, bring them out, go. <laughs> uh, so uh, so you're completely wrong, which is great. Um, and, <laughs> and, and oh yes, it does. Um, so in a number of really important ways, so um, I talked before about uh, kind of principles of black belt that you find in karate and you will find in Taekwondo and other traditional arts. Okay, so broadly speaking, you're going to look at courtesy, integrity, um, uh, the humility, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit. Okay, so plus or minus, you're going to get those in most places. Now, you tell me that courtesy, humility, self-control, that these are not core soft skills you know they are yeah you you absolutely unless know that the they. predators trying to abuse you then they're they're threat markers mm. somebody who's always compliant somebody who's always listening to authority somebody who's always respectful that's not no. great either like no, being courteous and humble and and so on that that does not mean that you're automatically compliant i didn't you say can't... ah i didn't say it did but if you don't make that distinction then it might well, okay, so uh, most rules in karate boil down to be kind and do your best, okay? Those are the two core um, core kind of ethics there. And be kind also means being kind to yourself. So if somebody's abusing you, then you need to know how to set boundaries. And I start teaching boundary settings from, from like four and five years old in my karate classes. You know, we're teaching about personal space. We're teaching about don't touch me like that because this is really important, okay? But I would say I do make that very clear that this is part of the training that they're doing, which is about self-protection, you know, and that is part of their karate class, but it has to be done explicitly. And I think this is where we we definitely agree. It's about what's explicit 
um, what we're expecting to happen by osmosis. I'd say that there is some benefit that is happening to, um, to the, like the millions of kids that are doing karate um, that is happening by osmosis. But I'd say that there's also a great deal of confusion, a great deal of cognitive dissonance, and a great deal of trying to make it into something that it's not. And that if we say karate is soft skills, we gain so much, so much insight. And we also then clearly have to make the distinction because it raises the question, what then is hard skills and what do we need to do for that? Okay. So if we say that the hard skills that we do find in karate, I mean, let's be honest about this, we're punching, we're kicking, we're doing all sorts of physical stuff, but those are kind of attribute training because it, often it's at the wrong distance or it's in the wrong context, or, you know, we're training to be light on head contact. I mean, you know, we get really, really good at not hurting somebody by hitting them in the head. And so that is absolutely the reverse of what you need in, in a self-defense scenario. So you have to then put that and say, well, this is what we do in karate. Now we're doing some self-defense practice. So you're gonna hit this pad as hard as you can. And the reason you can't hit me this hard is because you would do me some damage. And that's, that's the skill you need to have here. So, so in karate, so you're gonna hit me and it's not gonna hurt. And in self-defense, you're gonna hit me and it is gonna hurt. And, and that's the distinction we're making. Uh, so I, I agree uh, that you're speaking of the world you want, not the world we live in. The world we live in is not that. You're saying, every time you're saying that karate is a soft skill, you're saying of how you're adding stuff to karate to make it a soft skill. That does not make karate a soft skill. No, all right, okay. So <laughs> you only got a minute left, you got a minute. Okay, so uh, <laughs> karate, blah, 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 blah. All right, well, let's go down to Chokomotobu, um, who says that, I assume that you already understand that in karate, one's primary goal must be the training of mind and body. But when a situation can't be avoided, the enemy is doing you harm, you must fight ferociously. Okay, so you need to kind of look at all the, the originators of karate and you need to think about what was intended and you need to look at that. that the idea was that no, karate is about being like the best you that you can be and building confidence and building internal power. And it, it is all of that is soft skills. Uh, so I think the key sentence of what you just said there is the person first said, I assume you know the soft skills. Now let's talk about the hard skills. That's literally what that quote just was. Yeah, absolutely. Because so they assume you already know that, which means it's not karate. No, 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 not at all. They assume that you know that because that's how karate is being taught. And that's what's been lost. And awesome. that's why people like you do not understand why karate is soft skills. And I think most people teach karate. So uh, that's awesome. Very great debate. Uh, we have to end it here. Unfortunately, we only have a time limit on the show. But if you want to continue this topic, which I do, we're jumping over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Randy King Live, $5 level, tier one, five US dollars. So it depends where you're at. Um, we're going to continue this conversation with final thoughts and we're going to keep going with this because there's a lot here and she has a lot of notes that I want to get out. So if you like this conversation, number one, please share this. Uh, the best way to make sure I keep doing these shows is to share these shows. So grab it, share it, tell your friends they exist. There's 53 other episodes. Mary, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Uh, I kind of hang around on Facebook with my cats a lot of the time, like putting up bad memes and uh, appreciating, you know, the work of the geniuses out there in the podcast world, like yourself and like Joe Saunders. Yeah, Joe's awesome. yeah I, and also um, I, I'm going to pitch also Jamie Club, who's an expert in children's self-protection. Uh, I, I like Jamie. He's a, he's a guy I want on the show eventually. We just haven't found a time to get our schedules lined up, but I do like Jamie's stuff. 
yeah, 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 cool, cool. Um, and, and basically, um, people should buy my children's books because they're great and they should support Fair Fight because it's really important. And you can find that at fairfight.nl because it's a Dutch uh, NGO. And what is your, what is the name of your children's books? Oh, okay. They were the Warrior Monkeys series. Warrior Monkeys and the Volcano Adventure is the first one. There's three out there. And I am Athena School of Karate in um, Oxford, UK. Awesome. All right, Mary, thank you so much. This was a good debate. You came ready to play. Uh, when we do this again, because we will, I'm coming in hotter. I'm definitely doing some more research because you came You came so strong. In the comments, you can just write Mary one. I'm okay with that. Hopefully we'll see you all on Patreon. If not, we'll see you on the next episode of The Devil's Advocate for Self-Defense.